0: Hey folks, welcome back to DC3Cast. My name is Brian with me, as always, are Vincent, and Zach. And before we start this week, we should pour one out for Keith Giffen, who passed last week. Um, yeah. uh, a, a real Vincent one. Brian killed him. <laughs> uh, Patreon.com slash DC3Cast. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> a a real one, if there ever was one, right? Like just a, a comics lifer who did just about everything you could do in comics. Uh, some stuff was great, some stuff was not so great, but you know, to to be acting I mean, I, I I put together a reader Paul at Multiversity last week about him. And when you look at his like extended bibliography, I don't know if there's a major character from Marvel or DC that he didn't do something with over his career. Like just, just touched pretty much the entire spectrum of modern superhero comics and in many cases did so before or at the peak of those characters' powers. You know, whether it's his cosmic stuff at Marvel or his um you know his justice league stuff his Legion you of know, superheroes stuff mm-hmm. it, just just an incredibly incredibly talented guy uh whether or not you like the 52 futures end omac <laughs> was
1: good
2: some of oh, called was it 52 good. done
0: right <laughs> yeah we, we we i almost forgot to mention countdown you're right I believe he's I the was one he on guy... Countdown? Yeah, he yeah. he still
2: did the layouts on Countdown, didn't he? Yeah,
0: he, I was going to say he's the one guy who did both 52 done wrong and right. <laughs> so rest in power, Keith Giffen, uh, wherever wherever universe you wind up. Um, and we also had New York Comic Con. Um, this is the first year I, that New York Comic Con felt like an event maybe I would go back to post-COVID, and I did not go uh did you guys have any pangs of missing being at a con this weekend or no i
2: i did miss it because it i realized that it had been five years since we had been at at new york together and it yeah oh it, it, God. it made me years? feel the passage of time yeah, yeah. really
1: hard
0: I, five I, years I, I since did... i
1: sat at the same table with real life peter griffin
0: yes and uh to commemorate i i recognize the same thing zach and to commemorate i had an egg cream this weekend oh so in, in your honor boys <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, an egg cream is a delightful seltzer and chocolate or vanilla milk based drink. It has nothing to do with actual eggs. Anyway, uh, we should talk about the DC announcements at New York Comic Con. The first one being that DC is reviving its Elseworlds line, um, and it basically seems like these—I mean, a, a, at least a couple of these—are books that were happening, whether or not they were going to be calling it Elseworlds. And I think that this is going to be a situation much like we saw with um, Black Label, where you're going to see stuff that came out not originally called Elseworlds, now reprinted under the Elseworlds title. Someone in our in our Patreon Discord had mentioned that, and I think that's a very, very good point. Um, before we get into the specific books. Yeah,
2: specifically, like, well, okay, yeah, I'll talk. There's one book that, like, is clearly that, but yeah, go yes, ahead. Yes,
0: oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Um, but like uh, you know, uh, aside from the the books themselves, are, are you guys at all hyped about the return of Elseworlds as a banner?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm excited about it. The idea of it returning as a banner for sure. Why is that? Because Elseworlds are cool.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, no, I mean, I, but I don't. I don't think DC's ever stopped publishing these types of stories. They just called them something else. <laughs>
2: yeah but I think having it like under a like a dedicated banner is healthier for it it's healthier for the concept I think and it also it gives it a little bit more legitimacy is not the right word, but it's the it's the one that comes to mind um so i and and it makes me hope that we will get more of them as well so.
0: Vince, any thoughts on this?
1: Uh just the concept of Elseworlds. Yeah, yeah i I tend to agree that 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 you know, aside from maturity of content or not, uh, it these just strike me as like things that would be black label books. Yeah, like to me, there's no fundamental difference other than, um, I don't know yet whether someone's going to say fuck in any of these or not will we um, see a
0: bat cock in any of these no,
1: no one's showing dong anymore that was a one time deal it was a one time thing and uh I'll see about that <laughs> um no, someday there will be another dong but not anytime soon not under this regime that's for sure
2: and it won't be it
1: won't be Bruce's dong either. it won't be Bruce's no it'll be um it's gotta be your dong <laughs> <laughs> there you go uh, yeah, as a concept, like t- to me, else worlds never really went away, especially when DC has been spending like the last decade trying to reconfigure their, their multiverse and, and decide what's on what earth. And you know, more recently, everything's got its own earth, so these else worlds things are all earths of their own now most likely, you know. Mm-hmm. Um to me it's just it's part and parcel with the whole DC project and has been for as long as I've been reading. And the, and, and aside from a brief uh 2-3 years where they were actually trying to commit to the new 52, um you know, I feel like that's these have always been around. Um as far as these books in particular, I don't think very many of them look or sound good. <laughs> um, um, and also, it's a lot of bat shit. Why Why? why so
0: much Batman all the time? Oh, well, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so here are the, they announced six new series. One is called Gotham by Gaslight, the Kry- Kryptonian Age, which is by Andy Diggle and Leandro Fernandez. We're talking about Leandro before the show. And um, is this is a sequel, obviously, to the original book, Um, which I think is weird because I know that Mignola was not part of the sequel, but Brian Augustine did both of those. And it just seems like this is a weird thing for DC to all of a sudden, like eminent domain away from a creator, doesn't it? Mm, Yeah. Like I know that we've seen these characters show up, I believe, in Convergence, right? Convergence, and And I know that Brian Augustine has also since passed but it just seems like this is I don't know it's a weird thing to me to take this book that is so clearly associated with the creator and give it to someone new
2: well I mean they can't give it to the creator that
0: no but then why not just not do this story again
2: I think because it's I mean when does that ever stop DC ever that's fair that's fair you know like this I feel like Gotham by Gaslight is like a as far as like Elseworlds go, maybe one of the more recognizable. I mean, it got turned I, into yeah, a, like, a like like an animated movie, you know?
1: Yeah. Right. By yeah. the by, by the time this uh, mini series or maxi series or whatever is over, it will be by far the longest entry into Gotham by Gaslight. Like, even if you add the two previous ones together.
0: Right. This is going to be twelve issues. So this yeah. is yeah, it's wild to me. And it is good to see Andy Diggle doing stuff at DC again. Andy Diggle has been sort of like quietly back for a while now, but has not done has not been on a big book since he was supposed to be on action back in the new 52 days and last like two and a half issues. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's the first book. Second one is Batman the Barbarian, a six-inch miniseries by Greg Smallwood. Um, it's basically Batman as Conan. Conan, rather, not Conan O'Brien. I would <laughs> rather see Batman as yeah. Conan O'Brien. Robin's Andy Richter. Uh, Jim Gordon is Max Weinberg. Done. Um,
1: <laughs> Only I may patrol the night. In yeah.
0: Um, But yeah, uh, Greg Smallwood is dope. Really great artist. It'll probably look cool, but I really can't. I don't need another Batman as something else series in my life. Yeah, not at all. Uh, similarly, a, a new book called Batman Nightfire by Clayman and Sethman, and uh, I'm just gonna read this directly from the Multiversity News piece. The premise revolves around a secret Batman would rather let Gotham burn over than be unleashed, and we'll also apparently see the Dark Knight travel back in time to rewrite his past. Yawn.
1: Yeah, I. Uh... Not a big Clayman guy either, so...
0: No, I prefer Clayface.
1: Why would that Every time? Yeah. Every time, <laughs> goddammit. It, it makes me laugh every time. Uh-huh.
0: Alright, then we got a Dark Knights of Steel spinoff called All Winter by J. This, Chris, This is Jay- the
1: one that... Sorry, there's, I just had to jump in. This is the one I can't believe that they're doing without the original creator. Uh... Well, Not because okay. they're spurning him or anything, but because, like, it's, it just seems weird to me. Like, he's still around. He just finished one of these. Well,
0: uh, okay. First of all, let me finish the fucking credits. Uh, no. Jay Kristoff and Terso Khans <clears throat> are the creators in this. I think this is a, a thing of DC wanted more of this, and he doesn't have time to do this. Uh-huh. And, this and this is specifically just Deathstroke in Dark Knights of Steel. Right. So uh um, it
1: still just strikes me as weird. It's it's yeah.
0: This is the one, by the way, that's going to get reprinted. Um at, like, Dark Knights of Steel will now come out as an Elsewhere under the Elsewhere banner mm-hmm. in all future trades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As will the next book, DC versus Vampires, World War V by Matthew Rosenberg and Otto Schmidt. Ooh. Talk about a double dose of they shitty.
2: Gave... Man, this one like could not. I mean, I guess, so, again, uh, Patreon, DC3Cast, blah, 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 but uh, it recently came to one of our attentions that uh, Otto Schmidt, like, may have been canceled last year, and we all didn't, like, we all missed it. Um, uh,
0: apparently for Nazi stuff, too. Yeah,
2: Nazi and, like, like kiddie porn-adjacent stuff, too. So, yeah. so, so you know, the, tr- and- the, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Oof. Yeah, just woof is the best way to put that book. Mm -hmm. Let's move on quickly, and then last but not least, Green Lantern Dark by Tate Bromball and uh, Werther Del Eldra. Del Edra, Del Edera, uh, who does something is killing the children over at Boom. Um, This is a Green Lantern book set on a sunless version of Earth, apparently infested with the undead. This is the one that sounds kind of good to me. It this could of, be good.
1: First of all just because it's it's Green Lantern and like it's not a bad book. <laughs> like I'm just I'm just dying for more of these to not involve Batman. But also yes. also um I the cover is most intriguing to me.
0: Yeah, it looks the, good.
1: The, I'm not a big like zombie guy, so if this is like zombie heavy then then whatever, but I but I still feel like um a Green Lantern is the only hero on a sunless Earth is kind of a metal pitch. <laughs> we'll see if yes. it amounts to anything. But I, I, I like the image I'm forming in my mind's eye of that. <laughs> so
2: it, It's also interesting because the Green Lantern uh, actually looks so much like the Tangent Earth Green Lantern.
1: Yes. But, oh, yeah. Good point.
2: But this is doesn't seem to be connected to that in any way. So... Um, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was really interesting. I I actually, so the thing that surprised me the most about this announcement and the books that were announced is like how few, well, obviously like we had, we do have Gotham by Gaslight. Um, but like, I think that's the only one that has like a strong connection to what I would really consider like classic Elseworld stuff. It's kind of weird. I expected more things that directly reference, like, pre-existing Elseworld things or, like, wholly new original concepts, which, like, I guess, like, some of these technically are original, like the caveman, Batman, but, like, that's not original, original, you know what I mean? No,
0: that's Return of Bruce Wayne and Jason.
2: Yeah, it honestly is. So, like, overall, these... This batch of announce- announcements couldn't have been more disappointing to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it it's a super big bummer in terms of the actual announcements. Like I like we were saying before, I think that bringing back the Elseworlds as a a line is fine, and I think it's something that I always liked it for DC because it was a clear point of differentiation between Marvel. Like Marvel doesn't really have never had an elseworlds type branding for their non-canon stuff right it was like that it was dc's thing you know um but this is a pretty lackluster batch of announcements and this also to me and this is probably a bigger point for a different day but i feel like this is the type of thing that Dio was really good at and Dio would have had much bigger announcements they might not have been better announcements but he would have got like Frank Miller to do one of these or would have got uh, a weird celebrity to write one of these. This well, is just like, <laughs> I don't know, again, not saying it's better. I just feel like a lot of the stuff feels very much like, oh, you couldn't even get the best creators you have to do this. You had to get Clayman to do this, you know? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, well and funny. even
2: again like this is like this is me just setting myself up for disappointment really but you know we just had that uh in the pride anthology you know we had morrison doing the the flashlight and and uh that like alternate earth green lantern story and yeah, yeah. With
1: hayden sherman art yeah, yeah yeah
2: with like the you know not the end or to be continued like whatever however it was worded you know like that tease and and then this is like the perfect point for that kind of thing and to to you know not get it that's a little it's kind of yeah. a rumor.
0: yep agreed all right next up is uh the announcement that there will be uh, an initiative for action comics next year called superman superstars which is about the worst name you can come up with and the logo oh, i think, that, I
1: think okay. that rocks
2: yeah i, I kind of like good. and uh, specifically like the 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 branding of it like well, what the, I was gonna say of is the logo
0: the logo does make it work like i think the logo looks really good but i think the name is a little bit silly but that's okay uh,
1: i mean it's silly in a good way it's it's 70 it's The name is 70s DC. Absolutely. Yes. Yes.
0: 100%.
1: You could see that pasted over some Bronze Age ass comics.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, But so basically for the entire year of 2024, there will be like super high profile people on the main story of Action Comics. But it appears that Action is going to become even more of an anthology type Store, type, type book and maybe not have like a running Superman story the whole time but we'll have just these character these like these these short stories short runs based on other characters so for instance in January there's Jason Aaron and John Timbs doing a story called I Bizarro and so that is um you know that's that's really fun I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that I'm sure Superman's a part of that but whatever in April, there's going to be House of Brainiac by Joshua Williams and Rafa Sandoval, which will cross over with the Superman book. Um, That's the thing then, Vince has
2: been excited about, the, yeah. the brain, whatever this Brainiac stuff is going to be. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> and then uh, we do know that Mark Wade is a part of this also. I don't know if they've announced who Wade is partnering with yet. I don't think they have. Um, but Mark Wade is one of the writers that they've highlighted as part of this. And it just seems like this is a really cool way to do something different with action comics after the Philip Kennedy Johnson era, which whether you like whether you're a fan of that era of storytelling or not, it has been now at least three years, right? Uh, It feels like it's been at least three years.
2: It started at the beginning of Infinite Frontier, which whenever that was, let's see, that was like that was when thea was born that was right before that so <clears throat> uh yeah so almost 3 years yeah
0: yeah so um yeah what do you guys think about this 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 initiative
1: awesome
2: i think i think it
0: sounds
1: awesome I think the same yeah um i think like for my tastes, I like I have liked some Philip Kennedy Johnson work uh in the past, but I think overall, I think especially recently, he's proven to just be too uh decompression heavy as a writer for me. His stories feel like they go on forever without without any like real momentum. Um and so I'm ready for like fresh Fresh blood in there, and um, I'm hoping I, I've we've wanted Jason Aaron to come to DC. I think we've talked about it for a while now. Just hoping that it gives him like a creative, uh, it's like a shot in the arm, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a shot like, in the arm or rebirth because like his Jason recent Aaron output rebirth. has not been, yeah. <laughs> Jason Aaron rebirth. <laughs> 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 Put that uh, branding on the cover of every DC book for a couple months. Uh, whether he has anything to do with them or not. Um, Aaron is coming.
2: Aaron is coming.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, Aaron no, is I coming. because, because <coughs> there was a time where Aaron was probably one of my favorite writers, like in the Wolverine and the X-Men era. Yeah. Like around there, yeah. he was doing really great work. And, even and he like was doing most of The Thor run. And Thor. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I adored a decent chunk of the Thor stuff. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so I'm hoping for a rebirth there. Mark Wade is always good. Um, and I, because
0: Mark Wade, you know, one of the reasons that he left DC was he was told that he would quote never write the main Superman book. And <laughs> which is so, a crazy
1: thing to say to Mark yeah, Wade. Why? I I, <laughs> I I
0: I still don't really understand how that whole thing happened. And so having him do a run on Action was is, he going to whistle
1: know, blow uh, Eddie Braganza or something? Probably.
0: <laughs> yeah uh oh man well, yeah, I I think, thought like, about in a long time
2: we need to do an episode about that all one day the Superman 2000 stuff but like <laughs> yeah we
1: do
2: <laughs> uh my my, hey, understanding is... my understanding is that like at that time uh like it was dc's policy that like big name creators couldn't be on uh like flagship books which mm. is weird that's yeah really that, weird
0: that is one of the dumbest uh one of the dumbest policies they ever had
2: because i think the they, they were afraid that like the creator would overshadow the character was the the idea
0: um, Sure, but even when that happens the character is, is is the beneficiary of it.
2: Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It was just yeah, i don't know. Yeah. Now it's like very much the opposite like they, right, yeah. you know, they want the bigger the biggest creators uh yeah. but
1: that's wild. Um and anyway, just to finish, just to finish the, the things that have me excited about this, I'm also really down for more short anthology style stories. I, I, I hope there is some sense of a through line somewhere. And it sounds like with the Williamson stuff there, there, there will be, mm-hmm. um, I don't need it all to connect to everything or, or, or tell one big story, but I do feel like there's got to be a little bit of that in there, but I, I love the idea of, especially as the antidote to decompression, these like three issue, 10 pagers and we're done anthology stories, kind of like what they've been doing with that bat book that I haven't been reading, <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about? Like, I like the idea of that. Even if you, you know, you know, the bat one I'm talking about, what is, yeah, what is that that yeah, the Brave and the Bold, yeah. Like the idea of that book is ideal to me, even if the execution there wasn't. I'm hoping for better here. Because that will always be that will always be like kind of my ideal style storytelling for, for uh
0: superhero comics, I think. Just I, I don't know if this is gonna be pithy. I don't know how short these stories are going to be. I presume the book's not losing its backups, but I don't know that for a fact
1: yeah, I don't know I guess i I guess I just assume from the way they're described that they're gonna be these shorter well
2: I did think they said like every one of these are gonna be like three issue arcs so like yeah. the way the Aaron the Williamson they're all gonna be three issue yeah. arcs perfect is, yeah, that is good
1: Bueno <laughs> that's that's yeah. all I need to hear that's excellent if one yeah. sucks it's over in a couple issues you know yeah exactly right. yeah
0: and, and also doing this as i wonder if this is basically a like a year in waiting reboot of the entire superman line like if at the end of this year each of those four writers is going to get a uh a an, an ongoing book
2: oh don't even tease me that'd be fantastic can you like that crew like
0: well so we don't know who the fourth writer we is don't right know uh, the fourth
2: would be morrison
0: uh <laughs> <laughs> superman 3000 um
2: oh i mean it, I, it it's it's we've already got half well i guess you know that was so that was morrison wade payer and millar which like yes Millar would never do this now, and that you know, that's fine. We don't want him to. I don't know what Tom <laughs> Payer is up to these days, honestly. I don't know either. Uh, I actually think wasn't Payer doing some stuff on Ahoy comics?
0: Yes. I believe Payer is right. involved with Ahoy, yeah.
2: Um Ahoy Hoy. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, uh I'm if this is Morrison or no Morrison, like, regardless, if this is, like, Superman 3000, the beginnings of that, then uh, sign me up, absolutely.
0: We should also mention that Philip Kennedy Johnson has said that he will get an opportunity to wrap up his Superman story in some sort of either event or a new book. So if you are a big Philip Kennedy, even if Philip Kennedy Johnson is the fourth person in this, like, matrix of Superman writers, I'm actually okay with that.
2: I yeah I I mean I did like the the Philip Kennedy Johnson stuff at least initially and I I would like I still loved that um the annual issue in the in the future you know with like yes. all of the super people
0: Oh bring that back baby. Yeah,
2: like I want I want more of that. I was like upset that his run like kind of ditched that. Um so bring that back. Do a book about that or even a mini series, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so the last two New York Comic Con announcements are really short. We'll talk about them quickly. Uh, there's a new Black Label book, John Constantine Hellblazer Dead in America, coming from the team of Seisberger and Aaron Campbell who did the last Constantine book that people seem to really like. People not named us, I guess. Um, I actually I don't think I read any of it. Or I read the first issue. Maybe and it was we fine. Did, we reread the, the first issue. He was yeah. rooting
1: around in them guts. Yes. And, uh, not in a sexy way.
0: No. But I mean, I know Vince is not a, a size your guy typically, but I do think that if you have a creator that pairs well with a character and people like him, you should keep doing stories with that creator. Mm-hmm. So this this makes sense to me. Um any any thoughts on this? Uh I'm
1: I'm just going uh shoo 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 me 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 and there's a feather floating above my mouth and it goes up and then it comes back down as I snore uh,
0: like a cartoon
2: yeah that's a good bit
0: Um, alright last but not least I am mean no, it is least but it's cool Uh, there's going to be an alternate version of Batman number 428 which is the finale to a death in the family released in December which is the ending that jim aparo drew and jim starlin wrote in case the fans voted to save jason todd (laughs) so there really isn't too much to talk about here i do think it's a cool idea it sort of surprises me that it took this long for this to come out
2: that's what i was gonna say like that this feels like something they would have done decades ago really this feels like a big like like 2000s move you know
0: yes yes Like around the
2: time that Jason Todd was like coming back as Red Hood, like I. Yes, yes.
0: What what book was it going to be printed, and was it ever actually printed? The Twilight of the Superheroes script. Remember, DC was going to print that in something. Uh, it it was
2: in some kind of um. Weren't they going to put it in like the Alan Moore, the DC Universe by Alan Moore thing?
0: No that that Um, uh, that came out years and years ago. This was was going to be something
2: more recently. Uh, yes.
0: Um, let me talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to look this up. Sure. Okay. This feels like something along the lines of that. We're like these mythical things that, you know, are floating around the DC office that never got released. Uh, this seems like that. I'm actually surprised. I mean, I know we have seen the Superman 2000 thing leak in different places, but I'm surprised that DC hasn't released that in some way. So, well, I, would I, think,
2: actually, I think Morrison themselves released a lot of it
0: yeah but I, I, I'm not so, I, not I I just think that DC like any huge corporation looks for any excuse they can to make some money and I think if you put out a book that was called like the lost scripts of DC Comics where it was Twilight of the Superheroes and Superman 2000 and whatever other things changed or got cancelled or whatever I think people would buy the shit out of that
1: Um. Okay, I I don't know for certain whether this actually okay. happened because all, all we may have to see if this is on. Um,
0: it's Universal uh, give me DC the title? Universal. Universal. I'll look
1: for it. Yeah. The, the, well, it was a it was a hardcover DC through the eighties, the end of eras hardcover, and so the, is... soli- the the solicit says that it has the Twilight of the Superheroes proposal in it. But you know how that goes like all of a sudden I, there's some at, like last minute legal battle and it didn't happen. Yeah. I, I can't find any proof that it actually ended up in there. All I can find is the solicit.
0: I I, so I am looking at this on DC Universe right now. And oh, I, I'm seeing if it's in there. Yes, uh, there is a thing called a, a Maxi series proposal by Alan Moore. It's the last thing in the book. There you go. And I I did not even know that these through the eighties books existed aside from remembering that solicit these are pretty dope actually yeah there's there's
1: good shit in that some of that stuff is like what I read with Greg Matasevich for the Bronze Age Superman yeah. stuff man the as somebody who's reading a lot of Silver Age DC right now the Bronze Age is so good and the Silver Age is, <laughs> kind of stinks
0: yeah so <laughs> there are two different uh, omnibuy that are part of this series, DC through the '80s. One is called the Experiments, and one is called um, the End of Eras. And so, the Experiments. I'm just looking through. This looks like a collection of all of the uh edgy stuff that happens. Like this has um. Oh, this is cool. So, like Camelot, three thousand war uh, warlord. Angel Love, Nathaniel Dusk, like some of the weirder stuff that happened. There's also a section in here called The Road to Vertigo where it talks about Swamp Thing and Sandman. And then there's the first issue of Frank Miller's Ronin. Uh the first issue of Watchmen and the Dark Knight Returns. Uh some Who's Who stuff. Fuck yeah. Um so yeah, the, these look like really cool anthologies. Uh I'm excited to dig into those. Cool. Uh, Anyway, anything else to say about the four New York Comic-Con announcements?
2: I'm very excited about all the action comics, Superman stuff, everything else, like, whatever. I don't know.
0: This is not part of the New York Comic-Con announcement. There was an announcement today made that there's going to be another DC Power Anthology released next year, which was their Black History Month book from, I think it was two years ago.
2: I think there was Uh, one. Was there not one this year, too?
0: I don't know if it had the same branding. It, it was it head. just milestone instead? Yeah, I don't remember no, exactly.
2: I don't know. I I really thought there was one this year. It could have been. I
0: I, I could be misremembering it totally. I could but, be as well. So uh, there's, no way there's a couple knowing. of things I I do want to mention. First of all, it comes out on January 30th, uh, leading into Black History Month. There is a far sector uh epilogue in here, which is the first time that Joe Mullen and John Stewart meet in con in canon. Oh. Um, there's also stories by John Ridley, Brandon Thomas, uh, Sean Martinborough, uh, Aletha Martinez. Um, Jamal Campbell does art, obviously, Carrie Randolph, Dennis Cowan. And uh, it it uh, specifies there's to be new stories featuring The Signal, the Christmas Allen version of The Spectre, Thunder and Lightning, Bloodwind, Valzad, Nubia, and more. And in addition to that, there's going to be a bunch of reprints coming out in February, uh, specifically an entire Far Sector book, including the uh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the epilogue, as well as new runs uh, new printings of Batman and the Signal, the Earth Two Valzad stuff, and more. So
2: well, is the is the Far Sector one gonna be a hardcover?
0: Uh, I don't think it says. Okay. Yeah.
2: I would, I would be really down for that if it was, because I was like kind of disappointed that like when Far Sector got collected, it was a um, paperback. Yeah, I feel like a series like that really kind of deserves a big, nice hardcover. But yeah, um,
0: uh, it's just amazing to me that for a company that for years was not particularly progressive with the way that they collected stuff and in celebrating various. Uh, you know, groups that that make up their characters and their creators, DC has really gone all in on Black History Month and Pride Month in really inspiring mm-hmm. ways. And I hope that they continue to do that with other uh, minority groups and just groups in general. Uh, I think it's a really, really good thing that DC has been a part of over the last, you know, at three or four years specifically. I think it's been very clear all right well let's take a break real quickly we're we'll back to talk about two books before we get out of here
2: hello denizens of earth 1218 we are the hosts of make Mine multiversity a twice monthly podcast i'm jayna
1: and i'm elias make Mine multiversity is your handy guide to all things marvel each month we get into it with long looks at the careers of marvel creators characters themes whatever Sometimes
2: that means we dig into all things X-Men. Sometimes we do a book club for Marvel series past and present. And sometimes that means figuring out which series
1: is our heavyweight champion. Coming down by good old Sky Laser to
0: your podcatcher of choice every first and third Friday. Excelsior. Excelsior indeed. All right, we are back to talk about two books this week. Number one, Alan Scott, The Green Lantern, number one. This book is written by Tim Sheridan, illustrated by C.N. Tormey. And we talked about now all three of these JSA miniseries. The Jay Garrick one is set in modern times. We had the Sandman one, the Wesley Dodds one, that was set firmly in the past and didn't seem to be doing too much new with the character. This one, on the other hand, is sort of acting as the engine to retcon Alan Scott's past into what DC has decided his present and future is, which is that he is an out gay superhero. And um, I know it can be easy to think of that as something that is very editorially driven and maybe not super inspired, but I thought this was way better than it had any right being when it's basically just doing the job of retconning a character's history we'll talk more about it. In, I'll, I'll talk more about it in a minute, but I want to hear what you boys thought of it before we get into that.
2: Um, in terms of like what it is and what it's doing, like in that, in that way, I do think that it's like very successful and like, a uh, a good, uh, endeavor, like a good project. I'm glad it's happening. Um, this was the the one of these that I was the most excited about, and I I still liked it, but I think that the Jay Garrick one like edges out for me a little bit in terms of like how much I liked it and how how much I enjoyed it. Um, there was like just some small things about the like structure and pacing of this of this issue that I didn't particularly jive with, but like we can we can talk about that in a minute,
1: Vince. Yeah, I I thought it was pretty good. I think <clears throat> I think the best moments were where where it was dealing with um the trials and tribulations of being a closeted uh gay person and then who would eventually come out. You know, there's there's that stuff it's it's um it's not fun. It's kind of like uh it's kind of like a little bit brutal uh but the scene where uh, he's basically being, like, blackmailed into being a more cooperative member of the JSA because they know this about him and no one else does. Um, th- the American government, I mean. Um, like, that that bit, that that's some pretty strong storytelling in that part, I think. And they don't, they're sensitive with the subject without, like, shying away from the co- coercion that's going on. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's done tastefully when it very easily (laughs) couldn't have been, you know? Um, and, and that's like the first half of the issue. And I, I really liked all that stuff. Um, the stuff with his partner, uh, kind of behind the scenes in the thirties, um, was all very touching and, and all that stuff. Uh, the second half of the issue, I, I don't know, it kind of lost me when we get like the uh into the superheroic stuff. I, I guess I'm I, I'm interested to hear what Zach says about the pacing because I think I felt that too. But I guess I don't know how to um I guess I don't know how to uh elucidate that, but maybe maybe Zach will take the words out of my mouth. I, I definitely felt it in the second half of this book. Like I was, yeah. I was way more invested in what was going on until we got to the part where he's actually being the Green Lantern.
0: Yes, <laughs> you know? I, I actually completely agree with that. Yeah, yeah,
2: I do too. Um, I, I, I also Vince, like, I like have a hard time exactly trying to like quantify what it was that was weird to me. I definitely. The, the parts where it was like flashing back and forth between the past and the present, I found not so much like disorienting because I could tell what was happening, but it just, it just felt kind of haphazard and a little sloppy. Mm-hmm. D- do you feel that?
1: Yeah, I guess that's, I guess that's a good way of saying it. Like it wasn't needed, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. the thing, it's the thing that I talk about with, um, with Tom King comics. And certainly from like a, like a scripting perspective, like the words that are being put in these characters' mouths. um, It's, it's not as cringy to me as a, as the average Tom King comic, but this thing where they go. Yeah. Especially in the second half of the book where they, where they bounce between these two um, sequences that are displaced from one another time-wise it's, it's being done to little to no effect uh on the story in my mind like Mm -hmm. you know it's
2: it's doing the thing where they're like making characters like say a thing that then gets like picked up on the next page in a different time you know
1: yes yes a lot which i yeah which i i mean there's a way to do that and have it work um but I, I didn't think that stuff enhanced the story. I was way more absorbed when you were seeing it happen in more or less for lack of a better term, like real time at the beginning of the story. Mm-hmm. Like when it's telling you the straight story more or less uh, time-wise I, I was absorbed in that stuff. And then the jumping back and forth that that's a that's a writing convention that I didn't feel was needed here. And it's a small quibble, like it didn't it didn't totally ruined the comic for me. I just, I,
0: the first half of this is so much stronger than, well, yeah, whatever happened in I, the second half. I also I, think that the, the reason for that is that the first half of this comic is doing something that we've never really seen done before. And that's like, when we think about the JSA, we think about this very like inspirational, uh, august institution that has been the cornerstone of the DC universe for all of these years, and then when you learn that maybe that wasn't put together in the most peaceful or the most, um, you know, uh, what's what I'm looking for. Like if there was some coercion there, mm-hmm. I think that's a really interesting story to tell, and I I'm interested in seeing more of that. So I I thought the first half of the book presented a a really interesting new wrinkle in the JSA story whereas I feel like the second half was just a not particularly great Alan Scott story
1: yeah that's a good way of saying it yeah it 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 became the de facto okay we got to have the Green Lantern fly around and shoot some lasers or whatever you know yeah yeah yeah. and then but then we're going to still weave it in to this um, story that we left in the past and it's just It's just not as effective at doing that. Um, Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, The like present day story too was like, I know I said, like I used the word disorienting earlier and I didn't think it was that, but there, there was like a quality in the like present day story where, you know, like it's hinted that there's this green lantern lookalike running around, but we never actually see that character. And that plot point is left hanging by the end of the issue.
0: Had to say, one thing. Uh, we were saying present day. Let's 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 clarify. Sure, it's, okay, it's Still day the forties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. But there's the yeah. yeah.
2: You know what I mean, though. Yes, but Seinfeld, just in case somebody Seinfeld didn't read it. day. Yeah, yeah, yes, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 What if Jerry like it,
0: has okay. war bonds? Yeah, I,
2: yeah, okay, sure, right. Yes, but like, it's easier to say that than I guess yeah, like, no, I'll I, say I, in the forties yeah. or the thirties if that's better for you. No, I,
0: I just want to make a reference. Yeah, sure. So. um I just,
2: I just wanna, wanna, that, that plot point is just kind of left-hanging, and then there's this, like, weird, kind of clunky bit where he, like, saves this guy, but he doesn't realize that it looks just like his, you know, it's- his partner from the past, and then he realizes it, and then there's this... this last-page reveal that is extremely disorienting, I think, and, like... um. I I don't know what it means or like what I'm supposed to take from it. You know what I mean? I don't know when it's happening. I it, 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 I don't know what did what did you guys take from that
0: part? So I, I think that if you read it without the the teaser for the next issue in it, it it makes more sense. So you know, uh, Alan sees this character that he thought was dead. And he basically has like a mental breakdown, right?
2: But, so you think it's like a jump from that to that?
0: Yes, I, I think it's just that he is, you know, he is jumping from this moment where he's just, he's having this like this breakdown of, yeah. But I don't think it's actually, because it says next conversion and we're all supposed to think of conversion therapy here. Right, but this right. is the 40s and that's not a thing, right? So I just took this as this is, Him either, it's either him breaking down in the past and he's thinking about it again, or in the 40s, he has his experience and then has a breakdown because he is an art. It says Arkham on his jumpsuit there. Um, but I think that the conversion thing is not, and that's just a a clever turn of phrase, not something we're actually going to see. One
1: of the most horrifying bits of super diggery that we've seen in a while,
0: (laughs) yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, although Do you have a different you know, take on Sorry. No,
2: I, I, I guess like the main thing was yeah, like wondering is this happening? Like, is that the next thing that happens in the present? Is this something that happened after the events of that, uh, that accident in the past with the crimson flame and everything, which is like clearly setting up the golden age red lantern stuff. Yeah, um, from Golden Age or whatever, um, or if this is like, I don't think that this is what it is, but the idea did cross my mind that like none of this is actually none of the present day stuff is happening. That like it's all like a a delusion while he's in Arkham.
1: Yeah, um, that would be that would be a weird way to go with it. But, it would uh, be
2: really weird. Yeah. yeah, that's why I don't think that's what it is. But the thought, the thought did cross my mind with the way that it was. The way that the story beats happened, you know? Yeah. And the, and the just kind of weird dreamlike quality that the 40s stuff has of like, you know, the other Green Lantern that we don't see. um, Yeah, I don't know. I, re- I don't, again, I don't really think it's that, but it crossed my mind.
0: Anything else to say about this issue?
2: Um, Good to see Tim Sharon and doing more stuff. Yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Even if he's in the Jeff Johns ghetto. (laughs) But that's all right. All right. And then last but not least this week, we have Amazon's Attack Number 1, written by Josie Campbell, illustrated by Vasco Georgiev. And this book is uh, somewhat spinning directly out of the Tom King Wonder Woman book but has a very different tone than that Tom King Wonder Woman book uh, for reasons that are apparent. When you know that Josie Campbell wrote this and Tom King writes that, but <laughs> I, I I'm interested to talk to you boys because I know both of you are a bit higher on that Tom King book than I was. So I'm wondering if this is a welcome addition to that, or if you feel like this is somewhat watering down the Tom King-ness of that book.
1: <laughs> oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm Personally, I won't speak for Zach, but I'm relieved that this book exists and that it does tie into that stuff because um, what I I wouldn't want is for Tom King to just hijack the Wonder Woman stuff to himself and whatever else is going on with, you know, should they publish a book with another Wonder character, they like completely ignore it or pretend it's not happening or, you know, I, I like when things... Play well together, and I thought this played extremely well with what King is doing. Um, and actually, it's it's got a a. I'm still interested in what King is doing. Like, I still liked that first issue, well enough. But but this has, Josie Campbell just has like a jaunty tone. To the writing, that is, that really agrees with me. I I, I don't know what it is, but. This read so incredibly smoothly to me, um, and and yeah, like you said, Brian, it's a different tone using similar material uh, to what Tom King is doing, and and this just agrees with me so much.
0: Zach, exactly what do you think of
1: this?
2: I I liked it a lot. I too, I I have a similar take to Vince, where I I think it's really nice that it it's like a really great compliment to the Tom King Wonder Woman book. I think um i think it's good to see these kind of uh themes and topics tackled by a kind of like completely you know polar opposite uh perspective really mm-hmm. from tom king um and i i you know i want to know what the other like major amazon characters you know especially from the last era i know we weren't like huge fans of the the becky Cloonan, michael uh what's his name um w. Conrad. w conrad yeah w conrad uh wonder Woman stuff but um in terms of the writing but i think we can all agree that like the status quo stuff that came out of that era was pretty interesting it was just like the way it was executed that didn't necessarily uh land with us and this like picks up on that in in interesting ways i i think that the wrinkle of adding Mary Marvel into it is really cool. Um, uh, so yeah, I I think as like a, you know, I don't want to like undermine the book itself by calling it a companion to Wonder Woman, even though you know that's that's what it is. It's a companion to the main book, but like, I'm I'm as excited about this book I think as I am about the main Wonder Woman book.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with pretty much everything you guys said here. I think that. Josie Campbell is is able to take these characters and make them feel like a part of what Tom King is doing in Wonder Woman but but feel just totally different than what King is doing over there. Um the Mary Marvel thing could have been very clumsy in getting her involved here and it still is not it's not the smoothest introduction uh to this status quo really but I think it does a pretty good job of giving us an understanding of why Mary Marvel is teaming up here. I also think it's very funny that they can't say Captain Marvel anymore, but they can still say Mary Marvel, uh <laughs> even though no one calls which, him Captain Marvel. But yeah.
1: Which, correct me if I'm wrong, but they, they didn't call her Mary Marvel in the last mini. And I know that's because she was she was technically like Shazam
0: or you yes. know what 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 DC and, wants and to call her. Sh- and she Shazam. calls herself Shazam in this book. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But, but in, in like the, uh, it was the, always Mary Brown box. In the editor's box here at the bottom, it says like the Amazons and Mary Marvel have just become wonder criminals. So they yeah. call her Mary Marvel, you know, in that. Um, yeah. It's very, very strange. But, you know, I, I think we've all lamented the lack of Yara Floor since her introduction in Future State. And we all thought that would be a bigger character that has sort of floundered in all of this Um, and you know, Nubia is someone who has really recently sort of stepped up in the Wonder Woman books and become a more important character and uh, Faruka being there as well. Basically, this is a book that takes all of the characters that were built up over the last couple of years that we felt might get lost in the wash with a new Wonder Woman status quo. And give them a purpose, while throwing in Mary Marvel, which you know I'm always going to be a fan of. because I love the Marvel family, but it also it just it fits, and it's cool to have a team of of all women, you know, superheroes here. Um, I I really enjoyed this. I think the art was perfectly cromulent. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there was uh, a ton of stuff that really stood out to me as being particularly great. Nothing stood out to me as being particularly bad it's just that this is this is relatively uh i would say like dc house style at the moment with one exception which is the the scene where everybody is falling from the building and mary marvel is introduced i really like the way that the uh the that the, the panel construction there showed both the the falling and the way that mary swooped in and saved them but other than that I the art was was fine but not not too much to write home about yeah I feel totally. bad that for both of these books, we didn't talk about the art too much. Yeah. Um, but that happens sometimes. Anyway, that's it for this week. Vince. Yeah. Pause, pause, pause. <laughs> what comes out next week?
1: Um, I don't know. What does come out next week? Next week being... uh, The 31st, Halloween. Yeah. You, you kind of always got to remind me what week we're talking about because we don't record these... Uh, I
0: I always think because the way uh, I know what we were talking about uh, is that I always think that you have the box open and it says in the URL slug what week we're in. So I, I don't always have just the... add seven days to that when we do this.
1: <laughs> I don't have the box open because it's kind of unreliable. Um
0: fair enough, sure. You know.
1: Yeah. Um Okay. So um, tech ten seventy six, uh Batman, Catwoman, the Gotham War, Scorched Earth number one. Is that I the finale? That, I believe that's the finale. Okay. Um, Spirit World number six, Supergirl special number one, Return of Superman 30th anniversary special number one, and for the real sickos out there, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom special number one. No one's reading that,
0: uh, except for the three of us on the show next week. It, no, nope, no, up. we're not. I'm just, just no, kidding. <laughs> we're not.
1: If, it's got the, if it's got the movie logo on it, there's no way we're reading it. I, I feel like that's a pretty staunch.
0: Uh I I I see your argument but I raise you Superman 78 or uh that doesn't count that's different. I mean, 89. Okay. Yeah, that's different. Some, for some reason. <laughs> for some reason, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I think we're probably going to read that that Gotham war uh Yeah, it's probably it, yeah. I I lads chat dm'd you guys a big Yes, you did. big mud pie <laughs> when it comes to that comic for me but Oh well.
2: This yeah. uh this supergirl special, is this all new content?
1: I that's a very good question. It, there's, there's no way to know. Really no way of knowing. There really is
2: no way of knowing, but it looks really good. Oh
1: no way. Yes, this is all new, and we are reading this because it's Mariko Tamaki returning to the supergirl being super
0: Yes, 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 yes.
1: Well, I don't know if it returns to that continuity or what <laughs> what that was. However, it's if you flip through it, it's very similar. Like if it's not that continuity, it may as well be. I don't
2: think it but, is. I think it's like current continuity, but
1: yeah, but look at it. It's like not only is the art like Skylar Patridge, the art looks great, but some of the some of the uh thematic content in there is may as well be Supergirl being super again. Yeah. <laughs> We'll
0: get to, it. we'll talk about it. Uh, also, I will probably, yeah, this
2: is the last issue of spirit world, that I haven't kept up with that at all.
0: Same. Yeah. And I was going to say that, uh, I will certainly be reading this uh, return of Superman 30th anniversary because I love that shit. Yeah, you will. Yeah. I'll keep drinking that garbage.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: another very upset with you.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, that's all for us this week. Two thirds of us are on social media. I am. Well, Again, Zach and I are barely on social media. Yeah, uh, but, I'm so I the am...
1: most on social media for somebody who's not on there at all.
0: Exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, maybe we should stop giving out our social. We're media We're not handles. supposed to be there at all.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's they. It, they it
0: didn't matter.
2: It don't even matter. No one cares.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, we're uh, uh, we're gonna stop giving out social media handles at this point because who gives a shit. You can uh, you... find
1: me on Blue Sky. I will be posting uh panels from Silver Age comics if they mention Boners or Boobies <laughs> or Mud Pies. That's all I do on there. So uh
0: Vince knows how not on Blue Sky I am. So he'll send me his best Blue Sky to, uh <laughs> skits just just to get a little dopamine rush from when I uh, LOL them. I thought my Michael Keaton
1: joke from earlier today was uh was weekend update worthy.
0: I was literally teaching a blind student guitar lessons when I I came in, so I did not have time to respond to it, but it was very (laughs) funny. I'm not
1: laughing because he's blind. I'm laughing because... I have to teach him? (laughs) No, because I'm thinking of Dumb and Dumber now. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Pretty bird, pretty bird. Is that true? Right. Yeah, all right. Thanks for listening, folks. Talk to you next time. Goodbye.
1: Everything's coming up Hill House.